Hey everybody and welcome to Rock Video Rental. We are continuing on with our Alien Month and we will be talking about Predator today. But before we get to all that, Caleb, you son of a bitch. <laughs> what have you been watching? <laughs> I actually have contributions this week. <gasps> pew, pew, pew. There should be like some alarm or confetti falling down or something. <laughs> Um, so I watched three movies this week. Um, right. I, I'll list them in order. Uh, actually, ironically enough, I was going to say uh, the order I watched them in is probably the order that I prefer them in, too. Uh, I watched the Glass Onion movie, which is the second, I guess, kind of in the series of the Knives Out, but they kind of yeah. don't want to call it the Knives Out series, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um. The Daniel Craig Detective Series. <laughs> uh, so I watched that. Um, that was good. It was a little bit long. I, I kind of like the first one better. I think it just took a while to get going. I feel like it was about halfway through the movie when it finally kind of got rolling well. Um, so there was that one. And then I watched Weird, the Al Yankovic. Yeah. Um, mockumentary or whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah, that movie's hilarious. That was uh, that was a lot. So that was that was fun. Um, and then I watched another one that had been on my list, and that was Amsterdam with um, Christian Bale and okay. actually a slew of well-known actors: uh, Robert De Niro, uh, Chris Rock, just to name a couple. Uh, shoot, Rock. Uh, somebody. Else. There, there were a couple other. I can't think of their names. I'm not that fast. Anyways, so that was an inter that I watched with my wife, and we were both wanting, looking forward to watching that movie, and it was unusual. <laughs> um, I guess we didn't really know what it was gonna be, and um. I mean, I still enjoyed it. It was definitely more of a movie that I would enjoy than my wife. But it was interesting because it was quirky. And I felt like they were trying to be a little bit quirky on purpose. But they, it it just felt unusual for kind of how the movie was, uh, went and what it was about. Okay. So I don't really know how to under, uh, how to explain it any better. <laughs> you, well, you know Wes Anderson movies? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How he's kind of got some quirky things in it. Not mm -hmm. like how it's filmed or anything, but just the mood of the movie. Yeah. I felt like they kind of had that going on. Not like they were trying to copy Wes Anderson, but just kind of that unusual quirkiness to it. And I don't know. it. it the movie was good. I probably won't watch it again. Um, but yeah, I mean, good performances and it was interesting. Some of it's historical for, I don't know, whoever is interested in that stuff. So yeah, but I would definitely rank it. Uh, those three movies, uh, Glass Onion, I could watch again. Uh, Weird, I could. That's a little bit more niche though. Like not a lot, not everybody would uh, maybe enjoy that one. But right. uh, then... Uh, Amsterdam was the most niche of all where I know plenty of <laughs> plenty of people probably would not enjoy that one compared to the other two. So right. what about yourself? Uh, I don't have a whole heck of a lot. I've been pretty busy. Um, we started watching the office again for like the 10 trillion time. <laughs> Uh, we started watching 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After, which is like a spinoff. Okay. And I don't know, it's just trash TV. Oh, yeah. Uh, I also found this other series. It's a a UK show called Gordon Behind Bars. And like Gordon Ramsay goes into this prison and he like assembles a staff of convicts. Okay. Like inmates. Yeah. And like they cook. Does he chew them out? <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, kind of, but I don't I don't know. It's more like it Gordon talks about like his 
backstory and like his life a little bit and how he's got a brother who is a like a heroin addict or something like that or was and his dad was like an alcoholic and mm-hmm. he grew up in like a rough area or something like that and how he like worked to make his way out of there so he didn't fall in those traps and like basically he's trying to give these guys some skills so when they get out they have something to fall onto you know oh, okay so he's it's not like his normal shows he's actually like trying to be helpful yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty interesting um and then i watched a couple movies i watched this movie called my tutor and it's oh how i was talking before i was watching 80 sex comedies mm-hmm. uh, it's one of those and it was really similar to um private lessons the one i talked about before mm-hmm. and it's like this boy starts hooking up with this tutor that he's got and i don't know it was it was kind of run of the mill it wasn't any like thing like amazing um i do believe that one is on ced <laughs> <laughs> so it's private lessons but yeah i don't know it wasn't anything great uh you can tell which ones like tried harder than other ones and, i mean this one had pretty good acting and stuff in it it's just the story was like you know i've seen it before it was nothing amazing uh and then i watched an andy sedaris movie it was andy sedaris is kind of known for making awesomely bad movies yeah uh, he made the movie hard ticket to hawaii that we've talked about before that we haven't watched, but we talked about it before. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, it was called Dallas Connection. That's from the early 90s. And, dude, I swear, like, it was this kind of dumb, like, spy movie mm-hmm. with, like, all these women that are probably, like, centerfolds. <laughs> and, like, these random dudes that are, like, uh, I don't know, like, all jacked up dudes. And uh, I swear, this was like almost like softcore porn at times. Doesn't surprise me. It's like a real movie. Like it wasn't that kind of movie, but there are parts of it where they're like making out in a hot tub and they're naked and they're like zooming in on stuff. And I'm like, what in the heck am I watching? (laughs) Because I've seen Hard Ticket to Hawaii before and it's more just cheesy B 80s action movie Mm -hmm. with. like, because he was notorious for getting, like, Playboy playmates and stuff to be in movies. But they weren't mm-hmm. naked, like, the whole time in this movie. There was, like, every ten minutes there was nudity. Male and female nudity. <laughs> but, yeah, one I wouldn't watch again. It was bored just to see, like, okay, whatever his other movies like. <laughs> but, yeah, other than that, that's that's pretty much it. Football. Oh, yeah. now that oh well, it's not quite done, but yeah. So we got the NFL playoffs, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be probably two teams in the Super Bowl that I don't care about, or it'll be one team that I would like to see win, and another one I don't like, and then the one I don't like will win. Sounds about right, because that's always what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, nothing exciting there. But are you ready to talk about Predator? Let's do it. Right. We are rescue team, not assassins. Now, what do we got to do? In a part of the world where there are no rules. We pick up their trailer, the chopper, run them down, grab those hostages before anybody knows we were there. What do you mean we? Deep in the jungle, where nothing that lives is safe. You lose it here. You're in a world of hurt. Showtime, Jen. An elite rescue squad. You're bleeding, man. I ain't got time to bleed. (laughs) Is being led by the ultimate warrior. We need the best. That's why you're here. But now. What's got Billy so spooked? There's something out there waiting for us. And it ain't no man. They're up against the ultimate enemy. Holy mother of God. Nothing like it has ever been on Earth before. She says the jungle just came alive and took him. We cannot see it. No blood, no bodies. We hit nothing. But it sees the heat of our bodies and the heat of our fear. Whatever it is out there, it killed Hopper. And now it wants us. It kills for pleasure. 
You will skin the lion. It hunts for sport. He's killing us one at a time. We're all gonna die. But this time, it's picked the wrong man to hunt. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Century Fox presents Arnold Schwarzenegger. Predator. The hunt begins Friday, June 12th at theaters everywhere. So Predator is from 1987. It is directed by John McTiernan. And the plot is a team of commandos on a mission in Central American jungle find themselves hunted by an extraterrestrial warrior. That is the best plot that we've had in a long time. Yeah, I think so. Go straight to the point. Uh, the cast, we got Arnold Schwarzenegger as Dutch, Carl Weathers as Dylan, Jesse Ventura as Blaine, Sonny Landham as Billy, Richard Chavez as Pancho, uh, Shane Black as Hawkins, El Padilla Carrillo as Anna, Kevin Peter Hall as Predator, R.G. Armstrong as General Phillips. And the special effects are by Stan Winston. Or at least the Predator effects are by Stan Winston. And he's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Everything he did was amazing. Oh. So I know we both have seen this movie countless times. Well, just once or twice. <gasps> no, I'm kidding. I think I've maybe seen Predator 2 once. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that one I feel like was once or twice. This one was plenty more times than that. Roger Murtaugh versus Predator. <laughs> Get you all this. Oh, man. It's been a while since I've watched this, though. It's probably the first time in, like, five years. It, yeah, it has been a while. I've watched it. I, keep, I always forget about how short the portion of the movie is that he, that Arnold is actually hunting or fighting the predator just him yeah, and when himself. he's by himself like trying to survive yeah i thought yeah. that that was such a huge portion of the movie and i was like oh wow there's it's like 20 minutes yeah there's a lot more that happened before this <laughs> uh yeah i forgot how long some of the other guys lived mm-hmm. yeah which one um I, I I was a little disappointed, and I've always kind of felt this way, so this is kind of a, a fun opportunity to talk about it um, before we get into our normal categories and everything. But I was always a little disappointed on Billy yeah. um, and the fact that we didn't even get to see him do anything. <laughs> right, and he was like the most intimidating of mm -hmm. the bunch because i mean in real life sonny landon is probably the biggest badass in his entire group <laughs> <laughs> just like stuff i've heard about him and i got uh something of the trivia facts about that but i was thinking this time watching it that this movie has to be the biggest collection of like testosterone ever put in a movie <laughs> even more than you would say like expendables or something yeah it's i mean it's close now for okay for this not because let's let's call it for what it is the expendables was a deliberate move to get as many people in one movie as possible yes and <clears throat> kind of like lebron james with every team that he moves to <laughs> so Super team assemble <laughs> exactly but this yeah, the, the expendables was like the justice league of action stars yeah, absolutely. But this, I mean, yeah, the, it was probably kind of the same motivation a little bit. Like, oh, let's get the best group of, you know, macho guys, um, weightlifters, martial artists, whatever. Yeah. In a movie, but they didn't go overboard. It was just, it, it, this was more of a real project. Because um, I'll I'll say that LeBron James's basketball teams are not real projects; they're just paid for glamour. But anyways, <laughs> um, so yeah, when, uh, I totally agree with you though. Where if you just take 
this movie to compare it to any of your other normal movie outside of the expendables mm-hmm. uh i can't think of anything else that could compare no i can't either i mean you got a couple of skinnier guys in it like poncho and hawkins but um poncho was more like what was he was more like a weapons expert where Hawkins was more like the brains of the operation. Yeah. But then, but you got Schwarzenegger. He's the leader. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got Carl Weathers, uh, which are always, you know, big um, physical guys in their movies. Yeah. He was um, more of the guy with the intel. And then you had, you know, Jesse Ventura's Blaine. He was like the muscle. Mm-hmm. He was another big guy, Bill Duke playing Mac, you know, yeah. was another huge guy. And also Billy, who we've already talked about, which you said was probably the. He was like the tracker. Yeah. Uh, but then also, I mean, to to contribute in and everything, I mean, Kevin Peter Hall is the predator. Yeah. I mean, this was just a. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, six enormously huge actors um maybe <laughs> not physically wise, but yeah physically huge yeah so mm-hmm. could um, you imagine being an extra on that movie <laughs> right everybody just looks tiny yeah like um, i'm looking at this there's like some random guy medic some gorilla soldier and i'm just like <laughs> <laughs> so some guy and uh yeah the gorilla soldiers gets blown away Mm. Oh gosh. Um, yeah, so I mean let's just jump right into um our categories here. Uh what's good is that I have you know, I've seen a, almost every single Arnold movie. And watching this one again, it made me like look at this and think this is one of Arnold's best acting jobs. Mm-hmm. I thought he was really good in it. You know, I think the last Arnold movie I watched was Jingle All the Way, <laughs> completely different movie. Um, but yeah, even to compare it to things like Eraser and End of Days and things like that, uh, I thought he was really good in this. Hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. He, um, it, I, well, I mean, what's great about it too, well, not great, but what's good about it too is that it is just an action movie and it doesn't try to be anything else. Mm. There's no love interest. There's no drama. It um, It's an action movie. And Arnold, uh, I think it that kind of situation just is a little bit more natural for him uh, just because of who he is and whatnot. Not saying that he can't get outside of that, but if it fit really well with him and... Yeah, throughout the whole thing, he did a good job. So, and he delivered some epic lines, that's for sure. Yeah, and I thought his line delivery was pretty good. Like, it wasn't clunky. It wasn't like overacted. I mean, there's times where, um, he's like freaking out, and it's a bit hammy. Mac, Mac, where you get those? Uh, I feel like a lot of times people don't want to admit that like Arnold and Stallone can act. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, cause I've talked with people before and like I've talked with someone before. I was, <laughs> I won't say who it was. <laughs> oh no. But, um, someone I'm related to okay. um, was saying that like, like, Oh yeah, gosh, I've seen all the Rocky movies and they're terrible. And I'm like, uh <laughs> like Stallone's terrible and I'm like, uh Stallone's actually a pretty decent actor and they looked at me and laughed and I'm like, uh have you seen the original Rambo? <laughs> like <laughs> he was really good in that and he was good in Rocky. Yeah, that's funny because my dad actually uh has complained about Stallone before. Yeah. And he's just like he's so hard to understand sometimes. I was just kind of like, well, I'm not saying like he's great, but like he does a good job and he was supposed to be like that. Yeah. Like that was, that was his character. Yeah. But. Yeah. I think with Stallone 
probably the first or first blood, the first Rambo movie is probably his best acting. Which I thought yeah. he's good in the, the original Rocky. I mean, he's good in all the Rocky movies, but yeah. Well, not not to get too sidetracked, but uh, Arnold is a more versatile actor. Oh yeah, because he can do comedy and stuff too. But but yeah, but that doesn't mean that um, Stallone isn't a good actor himself. Because he, um, I feel like Stallone can do more of the serious stuff better. <laughs> Yeah, more of the drama, I guess. Like Copland and some things. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that, where Arnold could do the comedic a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, if you want to compare him to guys like Steven Seagal and Van Damme, like Stallone and, and Arnold were just leaves and bounds better than them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Van Damme can do... Van Damme's a, a charismatic and charming guy. And but he's not a good actor. <laughs> I thought his best acting was in Time Cop, but that's besides the point. And then he got Steven Seagal, who just plays Steven Seagal in every single movie. Yeah. And just squints and tries to be a badass and makes himself look good in every movie. <laughs> but And I, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were talking about um, Cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. And how... Because they were talking about, too, how... You know, Stallone is a better actor than a lot of people think. And they were saying, too, like, Stallone kind of pulls a Van Damme in that movie where he's getting beat down a lot, but then he fights back and wins. Mm-hmm. Because Van Damme was always good at that kind of stuff. Where they say that he got Seagal, who never even got touched in any movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, nobody ever lays a hand on him, and I just started laughing. <laughs> like, yeah, it's totally true. Yeah, because he's too good. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so back to Predator. Uh, there's so many things in this movie that are good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the setting of it. Everything being in the jungle like that gets kind of a claustrophobic feeling at times. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking too when you know Dylan ran off looking for Mac towards the end of it, and I was like, okay, he's going through this like thick rainforest. It's like he finds Mac. How's he gonna make his way back to the chopper? Like, is he? Like, I would totally lose my bearings in that stuff. Oh well, these are well, Green Beret, Commando, whatever. <laughs> so they. Well, yeah, actually, I guess that's one of, true. I mean, like even Bear, like Bear Grylls and Man vs. Wild never loses where he's at, and he's yeah. a highly trained, you yeah, know, special I, operative or whatever. There's um, there's uh, someone I know. Uh, we used to be closer friends, but he went into the military and he did, um, he organized, um, not saying like he was a lead instructor, but part of what he did was he did, uh, ranger training. Okay. Power Uh, ranger. (laughs) And that stuff can be pretty, uh, intense. And, uh, some of the things that he did with the military was, um, uh rescue up training too like basically okay. like get in don't get discovered and get out kind of a thing okay um and so basically i'm fairly confident from the little information i do have that the characters in this movie if any of them were the last ones to survive that they would be have pretty good resources on getting their way out yeah so but yeah, no. Yeah, I guess uh, I was kind of putting myself in that situation. I'm like, I'd run after someone, find them, and then be like, I don't know where to go. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I I was thinking about. I thought about that too a little bit when they were going doing some scenes where I'm just kind of like, okay, that person went that way, and then like, I don't even. I'm trying to understand like where other people are in conjunction with that person now. And I couldn't figure it out because everything is just green and trees. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, uh, well, talking about good too, I mean, uh, like the, uh, not the predator stuff because the predator stuff I'll, pr- I'll probably put in the great category, but like just the general action was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, cause also I kind of forgot about how big of a scene that was when they went into that camp. Yeah, 
and dude it just like kept going and going and i just laugh because it cracked me up because they would shoot stuff and it would randomly catch fire it wouldn't explode all of a sudden there would just be flames <laughs> right none of them had a flamethrower yeah i like too how arnold um lifts up the back of that truck <laughs> that's yeah. basically running the generator and lets it like fly off into into their camp and then like Uses that remote to set off that bomb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like brilliant. I, I believe he could lift up the back of that truck. He couldn't lift up the front of it. Yeah. With the engine in it. But yeah, lift up the back of it. No problem. Mm -hmm. Well, it's kind of one of those things where. A, uh, a lot of it seemed feasible, reasonable, believable. Until that happened, like just from the aspect of like, okay, yeah, they're sneaking in, they're killing guys. And then the leader of the group is just like, okay, we're just going to like blow everything up now. You know, <laughs> while we've got this advantage of sneaking in, we're just going to blow everything up. Right. <laughs> well, geez, Jesse Ventura going in with that minigun would take out most of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the things I always remember from this movie. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I'd forget that Jesse Ventura was the one that was in it. But I always remembered that big gun he had. Yeah. And how you could get it on um, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Oh, yeah. Oh. Speaking of the minigun, um, well, not I'm not skipping ahead to like favorite scenes or anything, but kind of like a good part or just like an entertaining part. When uh, Ventura's character is killed. And uh, Mac and everybody starts freaking out and they just shoot into the woods. Yeah. And, like unload everything. It, it, I, I mean, I should have timed that. I don't know how long that went on where they're just all unloading into the woods. And I'm just it was at like, least 30 seconds. Yeah. It's like, okay, one of those guys would have come up and been like, okay, what are we doing here? Yeah. Arnold would be like, why are we wasting all of our ammo? <laughs> right. And yeah, that minigun is just mowing trees down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, so things that are great. The first thing I thought of when I thought of things that were great were the, was the plot. Yeah. Just the idea of like this highly trained group of dudes going into the jungle and um, getting ambushed by this super high tech like ultimate killing machine mm -hmm. and then trying to fight back that that whole idea is just cool yeah it seemed um <laughs> i'm laughing at myself a little bit because i realized that in the past few weeks i've used the term of ahead of its time <laughs> i'm mm -hmm. not going to use it for this one though but what i do want to say for this is uh it felt and i don't know for sure but it felt really original um, yeah, you know, because I I'm trying to think if there's anything else quite out there where not just an alien comes in and attacks, or an alien comes in and specifically attacks like military people. This is a, a predator alien who is hunting, um, for sport. Yeah, against like some of the best military people in the world. And it just, you know, like I said, a really original idea, which makes it all that much better. You know what would have been awesome for a sequel to this? If they would have had John Rambo and John Matrix against the Predator. <laughs> <laughs> you know, John Matrix from Commando. <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, that would have been awesome. Yeah. I guess it, it would be kind of like... Um, Oh man, Contra. <laughs> oh yeah, that's funny. Uh, two jacked up guys with machine guns against aliens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, probably the best thing about this movie is the Predator himself. Like it looks awesome. Yeah, it's got to be one of the coolest looking, um, and best designed movie monsters ever. I was thinking about that when watching it. 
Like, I mean, you know, Alien is really good too. Yeah. Um, and I, I know there are plenty of things out there that I don't know, kind of like horror movies. I know I'm not super well versed in there, and kind of the same thing with alien movies. But I mean, when I think of special effects and things of that nature, the Predator is easily one of the best. Oh, yeah. Like you said, the Predator, um, the Xenomorph alien. Oh, uh, you know, all the stuff in the thing. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. Um, Stan Winston also directed and did the special effects for the movie Pumpkinhead. Have you ever seen that? No, I've not, but I know that you've talked about it before. Yeah, the special effects in that are pretty amazing, too. The creature looks awesome in it. But, yeah, I mean, it's no surprise after this that people wanted to have an Alien versus Predator movie. Mm-hmm. Just because the idea of that is awesome, and you know, when they finally made the movies, maybe they weren't as good. Yeah, <laughs> it's what you expected. Uh, but yeah, just the idea of those two aliens like facing off with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, well, not too much sidetrack, but you know about the alien video game, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, they did. I've seen some stuff where they did some stuff with Predator. Actually, there was a game that I played. Um, uh. Do you know the Tom Clancy video game series? Like yeah. uh, Tom Clancy Ghosts and whatnot. They had one of those that was down in like, I don't know, I think it was supposed to be kind of like Bolivia or something. And an added bonus content thing that they had was fighting the Predator. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, so I remember playing that. and It was uh, it was quite a bit of fun. I mean, it was just kind of like a side quest thing, so it wasn't like a whole new game or anything, but that was a lot of fun. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen anything about a game solely about or based off the Predator movie. Isn't there a game, though? There might be. I'm saying that, like, having never looked it up, though. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Predator yeah, Predator Hunting Grounds. Uh, is that a game by itself, or was that the thing that was in addition to um, Wildlands? I think it was just a game by itself. Hmm. Anyways. Yeah. I didn't get very good score, so it must not have been very good. Um, I do know the Predator and the Xenomorph Alien were both on um, Broforce. Remember that game? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, that was a classic. Um, Yeah, I mean, other things that are great in it. Just all the characters. You know, they're all pretty simple, but they at least like have a little bit of backstory, and you can pick them out really quick. You know, kind of like how we talked at the beginning, how Arnold's a leader, Carl Weathers is the guy with the intel, and then, you know, you got all the other guys had, like, each of them had a role, basically. And I think really the only one that wasn't, like, fully mapped out was Poncho. Yeah. They didn't give him very much depth. No, not really. Also, did you recognize Hawkins? Uh... Shane Black, he's the dude that wrote, um... Lethal Weapon. Oh, no. Totally <laughs> yeah. totally did not. Yeah, he wrote the, the Lethal Weapon movies. And a bunch of other stuff, too. Like, oh, he's man. a pretty... Yeah, yeah he's just a clicked. big writer. Iron Man 3, The Nice Guys, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Lethal Weapon 4, yep. Last Action Hero, The Last Boy Scout. Yep. Huh. Wow. Tons of stuff, dude. Um... The 2018 The Predator. Yeah. Uh, Monster Squad. Hmm. Yeah. Pretty good. Tons of stuff. I I guess I never pieced that together, like, watching it before. But I guess I didn't even realize Shane Black was an actor at one point. And, I mean, he does a really good job. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's known more for being a writer. But... Um, I guess bad things that are bad. There's really not much. The only thing I had was that Carl Weathers, when he shoots a gun, he just waves it all over the place. 
Like, you ever see Hot Shots Part 2? Part Duh, or whatever you want to call it. I I saw the original Hot Shots. I don't know if I saw the second one or not. See, that's funny, because I've never seen the original Hot Shots, but I've seen the second one. (laughs) Nice. But there's a scene where Charlie Sheen is, like, dressed up like Rambo, and it's supposed to be, like, a ripoff of, like, Rambo 3. And he's walking around, and he's, like, shooting people, and he's just, like, waving the gun all over the place and screaming and blowing everybody away. (laughs) And that's what it reminded me of Carl Weathers in this. Yeah. Which Carl Weathers is a decent actor. I mean, he was great as Apollo Creed. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he was funny and happy Gilmore too as Chubbs, but. And I guess, you know, now was in the Mandalorian. Mm hmm. Like he's, he's good in that too. But yeah, man, like. You want him to do something athletic or physical, the guy can do it. You want him to fire a gun though and handle a gun? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he might need a little more work on that. Where it's obvious that Arnold knew what he was doing. Yeah. You know, because when we did the Arnold, like, highlight and everything, um, like, anytime Arnold had to use a gun in a movie, he, like, did the research on it. Mm-hmm. And, like, how to take it apart, how to clean it, all that kind of stuff, so he knew everything there was to know about the gun. So anytime he uses a weapon in a movie, it's believable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's believable if he's holding like a huge gun that you can physically possibly shoot. But he's jacked up and huge, dude. <laughs> you think Jesse Ventura would be able to hold on to that minigun and spray bullets everywhere? I know. That's kind of what I was alluding to. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I guess if you're a sexual Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, even besides that, even besides that, let's be logical. Who is going to lug that? Through, through the, the jungle, jungle. Yeah. for a mission like that. And I mean, Jesse Ventura's a huge dude, but still. Mm-hmm. That was right after he um, he got out of wrestling. Like, he was still doing commentating and stuff, but he, like, was done with the physical part of wrestling after an injury. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he was still a huge dude. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. He's... 6'2", I'm reading online, it said he's 6'2", 250, but I think at that time he was probably bigger than that. Yeah. He might be close to 300 pounds. I mean, it's almost the size of the Hulkster, so. But, uh, yeah, even being that big of a guy, would you really want to lug that huge thing around with all the bullets? No, no one, no one would. <laughs> uh, and we talked about wrestlers. As actors, uh, I guess I forgot about Jesse Ventura. Because he's better than most of them. Because he was good in Predator and he was good in The Running Man. Running Man. The Running Man. (laughs) Uh, I guess favorite scenes and quotes, we might as well just jump right into that. Yeah, I was going to say, you already kind of got that started. I already mentioned the the sexual Tyrannosaurus. But yeah, pretty much all Jesse Ventura's lines are just like super macho. Yeah, uh, there's I got a part time after, to bleed. Yeah, the, <laughs> it's like, are you okay? You got hit. He's like, oh man, you're bleeding. He's like, I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, Jesse Ventura's voice always cracks me up. Uh, now he's crazy, and all he talks about is conspiracy theories and stuff. <laughs> Probably too many concussions when he was wrestling. And then he was the governor of Minnesota. (laughs) Uh, I I think probably my most quoted line from this movie. It's, uh, you son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) The most masculine handshake in the world. (laughs) Yeah. And it goes down in infamy. Oh, yeah. I, I know without a doubt for me, um, you know, it's get to the chopper, <laughs> which I Run. think so many people like if somebody had to quote Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> that would probably be the one that they would default to. Oh, uh, yeah. Either that or I'll be back. Oh, yeah. True that. Hasta la vista, baby. But yeah, that's definitely right up there. Uh, and, you know, Arnold's got some great ones in this. Um, 
where they're taking over that base camp or whatever, and that guy comes from behind him and he grabs a long knife and throws it at the guy and it goes into his chest and sticks him to a post and Arnold's like stick around yeah <laughs> which that was almost a commando level one liner yeah that was, was not, not as good as please don't disturb my friend he's dead tired but <laughs> mm-hmm. it's up there that was um that was one of the parts too where it's just like okay that's not uh, you're not going for the realm of reality with that one yeah. <laughs> uh, Arnold's that strong, he can throw it right through him. Right. Uh, and then when he's facing off with the the Predator, and Predator takes his mask off, and he get the, you're one ugly motherfucker. That <laughs> <laughs> always makes me laugh. Uh, and then when he's got the Predator pinned down, and he, Arnold like stands over him and looks at him, what in the hell are you? well to go back to the one that you were just talking about i mean talk about like a pinnacle part of the movie or just uh you know so epic with how great they did the predator when he took off his mask Mm -hmm. you know because i mean he was he was already cool enough you know the helmet was cool him being able to be camouflaged was cool he's in the trees he's doing all this stuff he's got this really awesome weapon but then under the mask it's just like that much more like insane yeah so yeah and I I heard that when Stan Winston was trying to come up with the idea of the Predator like how it would be designed uh, he was talking with James Cameron and James Cameron came up with the idea of having like the mandibles Mm -hmm. yeah and he just always thought it would be cool to have an alien with like these mandibles on its face and Stan Winston liked the idea and added it on there. Yeah. That wound up working really well. Oh yeah. And, and it's kind of weird cause it's one of those things where you don't really stop and think about it, but they could have done this movie without the predator taking off his helmet. You know, yeah. like they could have left on the whole time. Yeah. But that, was a really cool added feature. And then if you think about it on how different it would have been, if what was underneath the helmet was something different, like if it was just more human than what it was, Mm -hmm. no, like how, how disappointing would that have been? Right. So just, I mean, they nailed it. I, I don't know how they could have executed that better. Like I, it, what they did is like the the best result. The second best thing would have been to just keep the helmet on. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing would have been if they did something else with the face. Cause I, I cannot think of anything that would have been better because, you know, unique, memorable, and just like an epic moment in the movie. Yeah. And that wasn't even the original design for the Predator. Did you know about that? I am not too surprised to hear that. Did you ever see what the original one looked like? Uh, no, but I'm probably going to look it up right now. <laughs> yeah, just like look up uh, Predator original design. It's it's quite interesting. It's it's not bad, but it's not nearly as good as what they came up with. Um, and I don't believe the first design was done by Stan Winston. I believe it was done by someone else. Hmm. I saw it when I was looking up interesting stuff. For like trivia or whatever, but I don't think I put it in my trivia. It looks almost like from Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, something like almost like a Demogorgon or something. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's still cool looking, mm-hmm. but it not also, nearly as good as a Predator. <clears throat> yeah, it also looks. Um, I don't know if you're how familiar you are with Halo, the video yeah. game. Mm-hmm. It's got a little bit of that kind of looking in there. Yep, I can see that as well. Um, yeah, other memorable things too, like how the Predator bleeds green. Oh, and then yeah. there's a scene where he, he rips the skull and the spine right out of a body. Mm-hmm. And it's holding it up like yelling. That's, <laughs> you know, towards the end there where Arnold faces off with him. 
get to the chopper. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, somehow the girl survives. Yeah. I mean, I know he said, like, oh, you don't have a gun, you know, it doesn't want to attack you because you're, it doesn't view view you as a threat. Yeah. But, yeah. Um. Yeah, to another Arnold line is when he's trying to bait the predator to come in after him. He's like, I'm right here, come on, kill me, do it, come on. What are you waiting for? Come on, kill me. Oh, that's great. And then when Arnold realizes that the Predator cannot see him if he's covered in mud, mm-hmm. because he always, he sees everything with heat vision, Um, that part's really awesome, like where Arnold falls into that uh, river or lake or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And then he, he goes through the mud and the Predator's coming after him and he's under like the root system of this tree and the Predator can't see him. And that's when it, you know, Arnold kind of gets the upper hand. It's like, okay, I can't see you when we're battling. Now you can't see me. Yeah. Kind of thing. That it's funny because Rambo does that in Rambo First Blood Part 2. Oh, yeah. Yep. He's covered in mud and he leans up against that ledge. <laughs> well, here's another thing, though, too, is that you you talked about how great the plot is, but not even just the plot but like the finer details of the progression of the movie Mm -hmm. like they do a really good job of like setting you up getting you into it like you get to know the characters enough that you you like the characters you attach them they go to the camp you know it's it's building you're getting momentum you know then you find out like soldiers are missing like something weird spooky is going on and then it gets even more intense because like everybody's dying and then you get to the pinnacle of Arnold having the showdown with the predator. So just like really great progress and also like no downtime, like just a steadily moving film that is really easy to watch. Yeah. So, um yeah that's it doesn't lag like really in any spots i mean there are some slower spots but it's only to build like the story Mm -hmm. and the suspense and everything um and i like too how as the movie progresses they learn more and more about the predator yeah and they start to understand more about it you know until you know like i said arnold realizes that the predator can't see him if he's covered in mud Mm -hmm. and then uses that to his advantage um, man, there's another like famous line that we forgot too, where Arnold says, "If it bleeds, we can kill it." Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, another thing t- uh, that just to go in the great category, how many movies is it that you see someone set a trap for something, or you know have this plan and they execute it? They win and happy ending you know Mm. but then this like gives you this huge uh not it's not a twist and it's not a hook but a huge like unexpected unknown where it's just Mm -hmm. like oh yeah this is this is where he says trap okay here it comes you know this this is gonna be it he's gonna get it and then the predator figures out and you're just like uh okay now what right so because you're just like there's no way that arnold's going to be able to kill him otherwise but they set it up so well to almost kind of like spit in the face of any other time that somebody's done that where they've laid a trap and it's just like oh sweet the trap went off great perfect happy ending la da da yeah so that that little twist unknown unexpected thing there i think was just kind of i think it gets overlooked Mm -hmm. on you know just yet another great element to this movie yep and it's one of those things too where it's just like okay that didn't work where else are we going like how are they gonna like kill this thing and it kind of reminds me of 
it was one of the things that um, Breaking Bad was really good at. Mm-hmm. Like it would get to some points where like Walter would get himself in these situations where you can't think of any possible way for him to get out of it. And then somehow he slithers out. Oh yeah. And that was always like one of the, my favorite things about that show. Mm-hmm. Cause I remember like finishing an episode and being like, Oh my gosh, how was he going to get out of this? And then somehow he does. Oh. And it's, you know, that's just a sign of good writing. Oh yeah. Which, yep. That's know, this, me right there. Movie. You may be asking, how did I get to this place? <laughs> Well, let's find uh, out. You probably would have made it home in time if you wouldn't have stopped for that slow motion jump. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really obscure Family Guy pull. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't expect anybody to get that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, anything else like favorite scenes or memorable scenes? Oh, man, we, we talked about so much. Um, I don't know that I really have anything anything else to add so all right i'll jump right into the trivia then because i got some interesting stuff rock um so the film provided a variety of hardships for the actors um such as leeches snakes humidity heat and rough terrain Uh, all the night scenes are filmed during freezing cold temperatures which is especially hard on arnold during the latter half of the movie, um, when he was covered in mud, which was actually pottery clay, mm. uh, when it became cold and wet, uh, he was warned it would take his body temperature down a few degrees, uh, and he shivered nonstop, even when they tried to heat him with lamps, it just would dry the clay out. Mm-hmm. Um, so they gave him like a few things, like like alcohol and stuff, that like, try to warm him up, but then it ended up just getting him drunk. <laughs> Oh gosh. Where did they film it? Do you have that? Oh I can look it up really quick here. I'll do that now. I'm doing it. Uh, okay, uh, you do that while I get some Mexico. more trivia in here. All right. Yep. Uh so Jesse Ventura was delighted to find out from the wardrobe department that his arms were actually one inch bigger than Arnold's. <laughs> uh so he suggested to Arnold that they measure their arms and the winner uh, would get a bottle of champagne. Uh, Ventura actually lost because Arnold had told the wardrobe department to tell Ventura that his arms were bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, that's just, that's just Arnold right there. That sounds like something that would happen between him and Stallone. I know. Like, that's what I was thinking about how he faked interest in Stop or My Mom Will Shoot so Stallone would take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Arnold being a troll. But uh, so the inv- invisibility cloaking effect with the Predator was achieved with a bright red suit uh, because it was the farthest opposite of the green jungle and the blue sky that was around. Mm. Uh, The red was removed with the chroma key techniques, uh, leaving an empty area. And then the take was repeated without actors using a 30% wider uh, lens on a camera. Um. Uh, So when the two takes were combined optically, the jungle from the second take filled with like an empty area. Uh, because the second tape was filmed wider lens, a vague outline of the alien could be seen with the background scenery bending around its shape. That is really cool. Yeah. And it Dang. looked awesome. Dang, dude. That is that is good. Kudos. Yeah. Kudos. Uh, so Dutch's line of Get to the Choppa is actually Arnold Schwarzenegger's personal favorite catchphrase of all the films he's been in. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Dutch impales a, ba- a guy like up against the post that we talked about with the machete. He utters the one-liner stick around, which was improvised by Arnold. <laughs> which doesn't surprise me. Nope. Uh, so Jesse Ventura pulled a prank on Arnold by pouring water over himself when he was at the gym before Arnold arrived. So when Arnold showed up, he thought that Ventura had been drenched in sweat and had been working out longer than he actually did. Mm-hmm. Um, he resolved to begin his workout sooner. So he and Ventura would both start arriving earlier to one-up each other until they both arrived at 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just... Oh, God. It's just hilarious. Yeah. A couple of meatheads trying to one-up each other. 
Oh, man. Uh, so Jean-Claude Van Damme was originally cast to play the Predator. Hmm. Uh, the idea begin being that, you know, a physical action star would use his martial arts to make the Predator an agile ninja-like hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, the original design for the Predator was too cumbersome and difficult to manage the jungle, and Van Damme couldn't make the required movements in it. Additionally, it was reported that Van Damme constantly complained about the monster suit being too hot, which caused him to pass out, um, while also voicing his reservations on numerous occasions about the fact that he would not be appearing on the camera without the suit. Uh, Van Damme was finally removed from the film, officially um, for being kind of too short because he's only 5'9". Yeah. <laughs> And Arnold and his team of bodybuilders were all 6'2 to 6'5. Uh, he was replaced by Kevin Peter Hall, who was 7'2. And the suit was redesigned um, for the more imposing actor Rock. that they felt would, you know, provoke more fear. So the Predator's blood. A uh, goopy substance, the color of Mountain Dew, was actually made on set using a mixture of the liquid from inside glow sticks and KY jelly. I was going to say, it reminded me of like a glow stick. Yeah. Uh, the studio's insurance company would not agree to insure the production unless a bodyguard was hired for Sonny Landham, the guy who played Billy, uh, for the sole purpose of protecting people from Sonny. Oh, because the bodyguard followed Sonny everywhere to ensure that he did not get into fight since he was well known for being violent and short-tempered. Hmm. So like I said, Sonny Landon, probably the biggest badass of the whole bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, scary looking dude. Yeah. Uh, in an interview, Carl Weathers said that the actors would secretly wake up as early as 3 a.m. Um, to work out before the day's shooting. Uh, Weathers also stated that he would act as if his physique was naturally given to him. It would not work out only after the other actors were nowhere to be seen. <laughs> Which again is just more head games. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, this is just natural. I don't have to work out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so Jesse Ventura said that firing the, the minigun was actually, it felt like shooting a chainsaw. <laughs> Which, yeah, we've talked about it mowing down trees. Mm -hmm. uh, and the last thing I got is that this movie cost $15 million and it made 59 in the box office. Rock. Yeah. So, grades. Pulled from IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think they are? Uh, eight point four, seven point eight. Oh, geez, really? Yeah, I went too. I shot too high. Uh, critic, eighty-two percent. Eighty. Okay. Uh, audience, eighty-seven. It's exactly eighty-seven. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I guess I'll go first because I got some notes and stuff that I didn't share before. Yep. Um, just kind of things I thought about this time. This movie, I talked about how I thought the pre or the Terminator was essentially like a slasher movie. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, this movie kind of is too. And I yeah. never really thought about it. I mean, it's a group of people out in the wilderness and an unstoppable killing machine is taking them out one by one. Mm -hmm. So I guess that makes Arnold the final girl. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah just not as much slashing as just you know shooting and exploding things mm -hmm. but yeah i always did consider this like a horror action movie yeah you know it's kind of the same thing with like aliens where you know the original alien is more of like a sci-fi horror where aliens is more of like a sci-fi horror action movie yeah um and also watching it this time, I realized the Predator's kind of a coward. Because yes. you never really see him until the end. Mm -hmm. And then it's like he's kind of cocky because he thinks he can take Arnold down. Mm -hmm. Like hand to hand in a, a typical Arnold fashion, he wins. 
Um, and then, you know, the part at the end, how about you, like, at the end of the movie, we didn't talk about it, how there's, like, the 80s sitcom credits. <laughs> how they show each character, like, laughing, and then all of a sudden they show them, and they just, like, smile at the camera, and it says their name on it. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, like, so off-tone for the rest of the movie, but it's great. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, Predator's one of those movies that, like, every single time I watch it, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, this time it's it's been a little while since I watched it, so it was nice to go back and see it again, and you know, pick up on some more things and kind of be reminded that how awesome of a movie it is. Yeah, uh, I almost feel like Predator is one of those movies that you know the monster was so amazing in it, like the alien was so amazing that it almost brings that movie up higher than just like an Arnold movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where the, it was the monster, the alien was more impactful than Arnold. Yeah. 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 yeah I would say it's a very understated role for Arnold where, you know, Arnold was amazing in it, but it's not like, what's the first thing you think of when you think of the Terminator? Oh, you think of Arnold, you know, mm-hmm. when you think of the predator, what's the first thing you think of? You think of the alien, you don't think of Arnold. Yeah. So yeah, that was kind of, interesting to think about but yeah definitely a movie that i really enjoy watching um i'm gonna watch it numerous times again in my life but uh, it was easy for me to give it a five out of five the acting's great the music you know the the soundtrack is great um all the characters obviously Mm -hmm. the looks of the predator are iconic so yeah what about you yeah well i mean we've both have just had basically good things to say about this movie. Um, anything we've said in the way of anything close to being negative has been minuscule. So I'm easily giving it a five out of five as well. Like watching it again this time made me think of it as a better movie than I ever had before. Like I loved it before. I thought it was a really good movie, but I wasn't as critical of it as I was this time like paying attention to the details. And as we talked about, just like those things where everything kept building momentum and then all those little contributing factors about, you know, kind of those unexpected things like, well, what if he never took off his helmet? You know, the alien was just so unique and um, the, the little bit of the twist factor at the end, how he killed the predator and stuff like that. Um, you know, just everything works towards the betterment of the movie. And it just went so well to kind of go back to you talking about how the predator is kind of like a coward. Um, I, I get that. And I, I do agree with that, but it does make me think of a little bit of the comparison um, and, and not, not drawing a direct comparison. I don't really do hunting myself, right. um, but I do find it a little bit interesting when, you stop to think about it and it's just like, well, duh, it's really easy to do what you're doing. I mean, it's an animal out there with no way to defend itself and you're shooting at it. Right. <laughs> with a rifle. I mean, it's, it, there's still a lot that goes into, it. I get it. You know, it's, it's tricky. Some, uh, you know, there's a skill involved, there's a commitment involved and all that, but that's almost to the level that the predator was where it's just like, well, yeah, dude, you're invisible you're in the trees, you have this laser weapon, <laughs> like you have ev- practically every single advantage except for the fact that there's more of them than you and they are able to fight back, but you have better weapons than everything. Yeah, that's like I said, the Predator is kind of a coward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... Um... You wouldn't be pulling that stuff on Mike Danton. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, like that's, that's not even a nitpicky thing. That's just an ob- observational thing. And it's yeah. not, it's not really a negative thing, but it's just a kind of an interesting thing to take note of, but overall, yeah, super easy to give this a five out of five. I mean, for what this movie is and you did a great, um, you know, comment uh, there, how it is an action slasher movie, essentially. Uh because of them being killed off one by one and yeah, just a lot of fun and 
as I said at the beginning, better than I remembered. So I'm going to be looking forward to watching again sometime. Rock. Yeah, I'm not surprised we both gave it a five. I kind of knew that as soon as I put it on a schedule. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've quoted it to each other so many times and talked about this movie. Mm. Uh, that's kind of how you and I became friends is because we kept talking about Arnold movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Col- Stallone movies. College and, uh, yeah. Man, that's kind of funny to think about. I'm trying to think. Some of our first conversations had to have been about those movies. Yeah. And Bloodsport. <laughs> yes, Bloodsport. Yep. <laughs> And Family Guy. Arnold, (laughs) Bloodsport, and Family Guy. (laughs) Pretty much. And then sports. Matthew Stafford. (laughs) That was all that was all Zach's one sided (laughs) love affair. Um but yeah, so we're gonna be continuing on with Alien Month and we're gonna be taking like a kind of a a left turn here. (laughs) Going from Predator, one of the most menacing um, dangerous aliens to E.T., a lovable, <laughs> fugly alien. <laughs> oh, man. Which, um, yeah, I guess we already watched Mac and Me. We might as well watch E.T., right? <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> and then we can decide which one's better. Uh, hmm, I wonder. Dude, I can't even remember the last time I watched E.T. Uh, dude, I think I may have only seen it once. It's been a long time. I'm I got it on VHS one day, like last year, mm-hmm. and I didn't know, because did you know the VHS tape had like a green flap on it? It was a black tape with a green flap. Uh, I did not know that. And I thought maybe I grabbed it at a thrift store, because I'm like, oh man, I've never seen that before. I wonder if that's worth anything. And then when I got home, I saw they, they did that to like avoid people bootlegging it. Hmm. So you knew which tape was the authentic one. Okay. So like, oh, okay. So it wasn't really worth anything. (laughs) (laughs) I think I watched maybe like a half hour of it and then I had to go do something and then I just never finished watching it. Yeah. So it'd be nice to go back and revisit that one. It's been so long. Rock. But yeah, and another movie that's been changed a few times. Something about Spielberg and George Lucas that just can't leave their movies alone. Right. (laughs) But yeah, come by next week. We'll be continuing on with Alien Month with E.T. the Extraterrestrial. And until then, as always, be kind and rewind.